1: Welcome back to the Call Her Auntie podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode last week with my older brother Nimkees, where we talked about my amazing, lo- lovely nephew Jesus and his journey to becoming a father. Um, today on the episode, on this episode, we're gonna backtrack and go back to the topics that we pulled our our followers on Instagram about. So we're gonna talk about work relationships our first time beating, our first time, leave. well, our, our question was our first time being fired, but me and Grace, luckily, we never fired. So we're going to talk about how we left jobs and then sexism. So, hey, Grace.
0: <laughs> hey, I just want to, I just want to say how great it was getting to know your brother more in the last episode. I really enjoyed hearing like the male perspective of, um, you know like preparing to be a father and his feelings when he found out and just all that like it was so you know like my brother would never do something like that well (laughs) actually you never know I feel like my brother and your brother are very similar and it's funny they're born on the same day
1: yeah that's what year was he born um maybe he was born in
0: 1985 Oh my God, he was born 86. They're exactly a year apart. That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's They're so close to being the same age. Yeah. That's the my, my Or,
1: brother, yeah. Like, um, my brother is very quiet. So, like, you're saying your brother is super quiet? Yeah. They're definitely thinkers, though. Like,
0: they analyze totally. everything. Yeah. And they're smart, right? Yeah.
1: Like wanna hear a funny story.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll and I wanna say a funny story after Kate t- t- <laughs> Kate.
1: Okay. So when we were growing up, like we had my my little brother was ten y- my little brother was ten years younger than us and like fourteen for Nim. So one time we read uh my little brother was doing an or oral, oral or something, an oral report, and he was practicing and he's like, My older sister, she's so good at sports. She plays university basketball, blah, 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 blah. And then, it, like, that's great. I'm like athletic. And then it's like, my older brother, Nimkees, he's the smartest person in the whole world. He knows everything from the stars to the military to the cars to, to plants. And he was like bragging. Like, the whole report was basically about how smart Nim was. And I had like two sentences. Yeah. It was cool. <laughs> that's so funny. But it's true. Like, Nim knows a lot of things and everything like if I ever ha- need to know like oh I made this I made this, this kind of wonky um and he's like oh you got to whatever
0: and he just knows yeah well my brother is so smart too that um when he so he kind of jumped to, like, a couple, like, programs in school, and then he recently went back to school, like, four or five years ago. Um, And I was, like – and it was a a while that he'd been in school previously that I was, like, oh, my God, Anton, if you need any help – because this is when I was a student at Humber. I'm, like, if you need any help, like, report writing or, like, drafting anything – or bursaries i'm like you let me know because i'm thinking i'm like this like super seasoned like i'm in school and like and he's like yeah okay and then his after his first year he had like all a's and he's getting like certificates from like the president of the school just for being on like the honor roll for all of his classes and i'm just like oh my god is this for real Mm -hmm. um but yeah, so I was like, okay, um, he's like, he's the one that needs to be giving me help right now. So <laughs> he's just so like, naturally smart. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, sorry, I'm just like pausing right now because there's like a guy kind of in front of my house right now.
1: Oh, okay. So I want to tell our listeners that I'm back in Toronto and last week me and Grace met up.
0: Yeah, it was wait, so the last time I saw you was in Thunder Bay, right? Yeah. Yeah, because you went home and then I stayed there and then all of this happened, so you just like took off or you took off to the res. <laughs> <laughs> I to the res. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. It was so nice seeing you, but so let's get in. So that's kind of like how our friendship started was mainly because of a work relationship. Right. Yeah. And I was, I, I just want to say so because when we met in 2013, like we had this like connection, but then you were like, I was a student and you're trying to be like professional and I just really wanted to be your friend. (laughs)
1: You were trying to be professional.
0: (laughs) And I was like, I remember being like, can we have you, like, can we be friends on Facebook? And you're like, no, no, I'm not, like, having any, like, students as, like, Facebook friends. And I was like, oh. And then I remember, like, once I graduated, I'm like, yes, I can be friends with Kway on Facebook. (laughs) I can be official.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was a really fun time. Um, I was your, I was your technically, I was your manager and then you graduated and got hired on and then we were like colleagues. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was fun. And now we're still colleagues. Yeah. But I think you make a great point, like remaining professional and having those boundaries. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm a little more lenient because I'm like, okay. um, I don't post anything crazy on my Facebook. And I know that students, like you said, like, they like to. They wanted to be connected somehow. Yeah. And I think for the indigenous community, it's okay to have those boundaries and say like, "No, I'm not having them." Not not having friends on my social media, but I also think that like, because you need to have your own life. Yeah. Outside of work, but I also think that like, if you have nothing bad on there, like, there's no reason to keep building your network of these talented students who are growing and like they're trying to build their own network and build their own friendship and community in the city so it's not really a bad bad idea unless you really want to set that firm boundary then that's fine
0: yeah and you're not going like you're only like would have them on your social media if you knew them it's not like you're adding like or like accepting whoever student like where that's like totally a boundary but I totally understand um yeah and like, when the first thing that came to my mind when, like, having like tips on work relationships, I've been so fortunate enough to have like such great colleagues to work with that they are a lot like my friends that like we would do mm-hmm. things after. And, and I think going in, like, for me, if I was to like get another job, I would have that in mind, but also not getting my expectations up because you don't know like what the other person's thinking of and if they even want to be friends, but like, you know, like remaining professional first and then like seeing how it goes after. But um, yeah, I think that's just like how me and Quay are too. Like whenever we're working together, we're like moving our laptops, like right beside each other. And like, (laughs) we just want to work close. And I think, like I want to be like close with my coworkers, but not everyone does. Like they, some just go there yeah. to work, and then that's it. And like, don't be offended. Um, so I think just not like setting your expectations high, but remaining professional yeah. in like every work um, situation.
1: Yeah, people don't have to be your friends at work, but they have to respect your ideas. And I think knowing the difference between that and like you respecting people's ideas too is really important you don't have to be buddy buddies and like hang out all the time but we're we're really lucky where our company culture is like building really is like it's really like encouraged to build friendships and when you've been there for so long you like naturally get friendships not because of the new expectations and always respecting people's ideas yeah I remember when my one friend, Peron left, and we used to work together in, a, in an old office. And then we, before we expanded, he left. And I was, like, so sad because we never really hung out after work, but we were always so happy to see each other and be in the same meetings and, like, support each other's ideas. And those, I think those, like, unique relationships are really important
0: yeah and like both of you guys didn't expect it to like go further than the workplace and like that yeah you know that's like such a pause that means like our workplace has been hiring like good people that like even in other departments we've enjoyed oh I just think of like Kathy I love Kathy (laughs) she's so nice
1: (laughs) but that's another thing like we have no expectations to hang out with her but we literally a lot like love all her ideas Love all her ent- like she's so enthusiastic and she's so helpful and we just want to be helpful right back so we're like we're respectful and that just makes the workplace easier
0: yeah totally um okay let's move on to the next topic so yeah um so the next one was first time beating Quay what was your first time beating
1: Okay, so my first time beading, I think I was, like, 14. I didn't know anything. I, I taught myself. I, like, I, I wasn't doing the... I didn't really know what I was doing then. Um, so looking back at my beadwork, it was like, wow, that looked pretty good for not knowing anything. So I just want to tell people that, okay, like, I I started when I was younger. But it's okay to start whenever. And it's okay to not know where to start or how to start. Because remember you shouldn't feel any shame with not knowing how to bead like just give it a try Mm -hmm. because it's not it's not your fault you don't know like remember all the shit that happened to us let's reclaim these skills yeah
0: I know I like I get super discouraged when I like do things for the first time though because I I like see other people's work and I'm like oh my god when I start beating I'm gonna be that good (laughs) and then of course when you're doing something for the first time you're not So I get really discouraged that way. And I know it's like a terrible thing to think because then like sometimes I give up. And I'm like, but I have, so my first time beating I'm 25 was literally two months ago by an amazing friend, Marissa, who's been working with us too. And she's just like an amazing artist that I like look up to her so much. And um, also Stephanie Pink. Uh, Penguish too um they're Mm -hmm. both like amazing but they've both been so like patient and um I I couldn't believe like what I was creating like I was my first set I gave to Ben's mom for Mother's Day and um yeah so I was just like it to do something with your own hands I was so like proud
1: yeah and the other thing about, like, Marissa and Stephanie is that they were all so proud of us.
0: Yeah. Like, every,
1: every time, like, Marissa and Stephanie would be like, let me see what you made. Let me see. And they're like, oh, my God, that's so good. Like, they'd be so proud. And they all also were calm when we got lost. They're like, okay, well, let's get bring it back. Let's make sure everybody's on the same page. So I think having the right teachers, too, made beating
0: this time a lot more enjoyable yeah because I think like it takes a certain person to be able to teach because I think Mm -hmm. when you're listening to someone try to ask a question it doesn't make sense at all they're like because they don't even know what they're talking about they're like how do you do this and and like Marissa just knew like and that's where like I can tell with you that when I've asked you a couple questions it's just like it's And I'm the same way, too, that I get, like, frustrated because I'm just, like, oh, like, I can't teach, like, easily. (laughs) Like, it's not, I'm not very, like, well understood. And it, Mm -hmm. but, yeah.
1: I'm not very good. I'm not a good teacher either, like, like you just said, because I'm, I don't understand. I can't. I don't know if, like, I can't hear properly or, like, it takes me a long time to get.
0: Well, (laughs) it takes my brain a long time to get. That's what I meant with Marissa. (laughs) Like, someone could be like, "Um, I don't know how to do, like, this this last part that the stitch goes this way and that way. And she's like, oh, yeah. You just go, like, you know what? Watch me. Watch me do it. And it's like, what? How did you under? It's like understanding.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, whenever this week, last week at work. I was like, hey, guys, I need, I asked three of our colleagues, I was like, I need you to make five um, questions to put on the Instagram poll. And then one of our colleagues was like, hey, wh- but what do you mean? And I'm like, like Bannock or are, are, like Saltbrook and Scone or Bologna and Scone, like that, like that kind of question. And she's like, okay, but give me another example. And I'm like, what do you mean another example? But in my head, I've, I got it and I know what I want, but verbally I can't communicate it so i'm like saying it over and over again she's like no i need another example i'm like what
0: i try <laughs> finally oh sorry go
1: kevin helped finally our the guy we work with kevin he was like okay like this and he took over and explained it and i was like oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's exactly what i meant <laughs>
0: <laughs> i know i try to be like very thorough like i like i like bullet points and I like okay I don't know like when I'm I guess I'm I could be like pretty like bossy that I've I've learned it how other people will want to receive it because that's how kind of I would want to receive it is like bam like it's all written out and like next steps like I like action and whatnot and I like deadlines like I've been making a lot of deadlines for myself like I'm just like, okay, you want this report done by this time? Okay, uh, how does next Friday sound? Okay, I'll get it done. <laughs>
1: just- <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, okay. bye. <laughs> and- <laughs> I- <laughs> I'm super into, like, bullet points, too, because I'm like, for me, speaking verbally and explaining things is hard, but for me, I'm like... This is what I said. I the paper. And this is this, like this is what it is. Oh, I we're on Zoom right now, and I'm like holding up a paper, and I'm just, I'm showing Grace, and I'm like, "This is what we agreed upon. <laughs> These are
0: the facts. It's true. So that, that,
1: yeah, proof.
0: <laughs> or what was that one time, Quay, when you I worked at the front desk, and you were like walking past me? And I was like, oh. I've been asking you, I think, for a while to do something. And then you walk past with your Starbucks, of course. And I'm like, look <laughs> at me. Look at me. <laughs> and you're like.
1: <laughs> like I, it, was, it was such an easy thing, too. It was like an invoice. And you're like, look at me. What is this for? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> you had to code it. And so I didn't give you the coding.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. Okay.
1: <laughs> speaking of jobs one of our other polls that, that we pulled you guys on was the first time being fired and what that was like or you wanted to hear from us but luckily we both were never fired from jobs we but we left jobs like numerous times so um in university when I went to university or from high school to university I was working at the corner store on my reserve and then I was working there and going to school because I still lived at home for the first for my first year. After that though, when I moved into residence and I moved into like the townhouse for the with the basketball team, I had to leave that job just because I I wasn't at home anymore or in the community anymore. So that's how I left that one. And then after university I left a job. Um but a lot of jobs I had were like summer contracts. So the contract just ended. Yeah. But after university, I left a job at the golf course because I was moving to Toronto. I think with that one, though, I wished I was like just ready to leave. So I like gave my two weeks. I and mean, I had never given two weeks before, so I kind of wanted to do it. So I gave... <laughs> I gave my two weeks like a grown up. <clears throat> and then I left for Toronto. And I... But looking back, I wished. I had stayed until I got until I was let go because of the season ended. Mm -hmm. It was like a month later. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, why didn't I just wait? So I wish I planned that better. But I wanted to give my two weeks and say I've done it in life and I've done it. So yeah, check that off.
0: (laughs) Okay, so mine, um, like Koi said, I've never been fired before. I've like, I've had the disappointment of not being like hired from a job um mm-hmm. like I remember I like had an interview as I applied to shoppers when I was in high school and they somehow like filtered me into like the cause the cosmetic area and like the questions that they are asking me like then when I didn't really know how to do my makeup were like terrible they're like if you can recommend like this type of like thing what would you say I was like I had no idea because like. I was barely even affording my own makeup at the time like <laughs> to yeah. like beg my mom to buy me like or steal hers. so I like knew no brands Yeah, and then I applied to um, chapters and it was a group interview and I like barely read and it was if you could recommend a book what would it be and they're like all I was in high school and all like the people in the group interview were like um like teachers that were like i don't know like part time teachers or whatever like some of them were like traveling in like thailand and whatnot and anyways i'm just like and then i like i i my book that i recommended was like a movie that i never read the book so I was <laughs> so let's just say i didn't get that job um and then Yeah, the jobs that I left were just because, um, like, I left a salon job because I was moving to Toronto, Uh, an awkward one, I worked at Moxie's for a week, and then I was like, I went into my shift, and I'm like, I'm going to give my two weeks notice, and they're like, they're like, why? I'm like, I I don't really think that this is the best fit for me, and they're like, you can just go, and I was like, you don't want me to work my shift? And he's like, no, it's fine. I was like, okay, (laughs) so I just left. And then my biggest one was when I left my full-time job um, to be a stay-at-home mom. It was the hardest decision. And um, our... It was was the best decision. It was the hardest but best decision, yeah. But, um, and then right after, our manager um, called me and was like, you know what? She called me back after. Like, I hung up and she's like, you know what? I think you're making, like, a good decision. And I was like, oh, like it meant so much because I was like, oh, my God, is this like a terrible decision to leave like a, a job that's like giving good income for me? Like, am I going to be OK or, you know, like who knows? What? So that's kind of like my history with jobs. Um, And yeah, I mean, we've been so lucky recently quite to like be working with like really good people. So yeah. I think we'll be leaving our jobs anytime soon.
1: No. Um, for the jobs that we currently have. Now I left I left this job, my position previously, um, before after my mom passed, because I needed to go home and like work on my mental health. It was it was the hardest decision to like take that stand, but like like Grace did too, like it was her best decision and it was my best decision. I think I was, like, when I was here, I was getting depressed. I was putting on, like, more weight, and I just needed to go home and, like, refresh, reconnect. And I am really grateful for that year and having my job um, be, having my company, our company, like, be, like, we'll put your job on hold, and you can go take a a year off and work on yourself and come back. Mm -hmm. So I was really grateful for that one. Um, But it was really awkward going back because a lot of people in our office, we were pregnant, Lisa was pregnant, and I left because I was like, I'm out of here, I need to fucking get better. (laughs) And then when I came back, I obviously had lost weight too. And a couple people asked me how my baby was. (laughs) wrong person. Also, I recognize I was fat
0: before. Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> that's so funny. Oh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> um, I know quite. I, I, <laughs> I was proud of you to take that time off because I mean, this is what this podcast is about is like our struggles and um, our journey. Like how with- we got- living away from our our family and our our community and Quay needed to take that stance and like she said like it was something that was so hard to do to leave her like stable job in Toronto but Mm -hmm. she just like she needed that time to go back and um and And res
1: life is the best life
0: (laughs) (laughs) and like I'm just so proud of you that you did that
1: thanks Grace you, I've said this. That was I've said this to you before, though. But like, I was proud of you for making that decision too.
0: Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Okay, so let's move on to talk about sexism. So before we talk about racism, now let's talk about sexism. I I think that I hold I do hold some sexist um, thoughts. Like, <clears throat> I think, I I think of that like. Guys can lift stuff, so that they should be the movers. <laughs> yeah, because I think they're. I'm like, oh, they're dudes. They can lift things, and like, they're they're strong, so they should move my stuff for me. But in my head, I'm like, I literally can probably lift the same amount as them or more for, for like a person who just doesn't work out. And I'm like, well, I should just move it. So I hold like those traits in my head, Um and I recognize that, but the biggest time I've dealt with sexism was in sports mm-hmm. and how, how the media in the, in Sault Ste. Marie covered the difference in how they covered the men's versus the women's. Well, I mentioned this before, but one time we were on like a winning streak, like we were undefeated for the first half of the, <clears throat> the season. And the guys were like on a losing streak and we were on a winning streak with a, a new coach who is just a, a, a graduate from the men's team. And I'm like, this is big news. Like, why isn't more people why aren't more people covering us? Like, we're blowing up. And the guys will get like headlines, like, tenth loss of the year for the Algoma Thunderbirds, men's blah, 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 blah. They scored two points in this game. And I'm like, okay, what about our blowout that we just had? No one wants to talk about that. So that's where I've had my most experience with it. Yeah. But I also wonder like I wonder how much different I'm getting paid versus I know we're unionized but like I I still want to know the difference in paid compared to males in my in, in my comparable role.
0: Yeah. I want to know that. Well, it got me thinking so when we were reviewing this before I was like I don't think I've ever experienced like sexism. But now thinking of it, I'm just like okay, I think I've probably definitely experienced it like in my role as like a wife that oh, it yeah. was like, you know, cause like, like our generation, it's like, a, we're a lot better now in teaching like our children and like the children now that like, there are no like blue roles and like pink roles, Like the women does the dishes or like the men takes out the garbage and mm-hmm. but i think like our generation almost grew up like thinking that that like oh you know like your husband's going to be a hard worker or especially my husband too cuz he grew up with like his mom being a stay at home mom for like 20 years and i think that's what he wanted was that he wanted like he wanted a like a family and a wife and like that took care of the children which i agree like i think that like my responsibility for those years that Nico wasn't in school was to be at home and like take care of him like that's what I wanted but then now I'm also at like the point too that I'm like no I want to have a side hustle I want to like contribute to the like to the bills and I want to take the garbage out I'm doing this like I don't believe that like it's like roles should be separated
1: So it's funny that you say that, Grace, because I used to have a really strong stance in the fact that, like, I, I was like so anti gender roles growing up. I was like, I am not going to learn how to cook because I'm going to be the CEO of my own company. I'm going to hire a chef, so I don't need to know. And then I would tell like my mom, and she'd laugh, and she'd be like, Just wait till you have a kid, or just wait till you have a family. You'll want to cook for them. You'll want to like do that. I used to have those really strong ideas. But then my mom was like, oh, just wait till you have a family. You'll want to nurture and, f- and cook for them and feed them. You'll, h- you'll have that desire. And I'm like, no, maybe I don't even want kids. Maybe I don't even want to get married. And I just want a life partner. And that's what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then here I am now eating my own words because I'm like, okay, wait, I want to know how to cook. and I want to cook di- dinner. And like, I do want to have a, u- a married union. And I do want like children. <laughs> so here I am like backtracking. Uh- yeah. And she's probably, she's probably laughing at me like, ha, huh,
0: told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think that's like a big one that I like I deal with all the time is like, just like, oh, the woman cooks, the woman cleans. And I'm like, no, like, I expect like my husband to cook sometimes and to clean. But then at the same time, I like, since like my husband's job is so like physical that that's something I enjoy because it like I all I enjoy cooking and I like to mm-hmm. cook something that is like sitting us all down at the table together and we're able to like kind of talk about the day. Like that's something I enjoy. So I'm like Oh yeah. If I didn't enjoy it then I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: that's that's really good that you're doing that for Nico and you're sitting down because um I don't know. I love having family dinners. And I know that growing up we had a lot of family dinners all the time. We we sat down around the table, but it changed when I when I started playing basketball in high school and sports because like I would have to practice. And then by the time I get home, everyone had dinner. So yeah I I really like that you're doing that.
0: Oh, thanks, Clay. Well, we're at the end of our episode, and I think we could probably do like our next episode in person which will be
1: like
0: yeah
1: so for our listeners we were really we were on our phones when we first hung out I think we were both so excited we'd had no time for our phones we were also working though so we had to work from home together um but next time we'll we're together we'll we'll post and we'll share our moments with you the first time though we were just like enjoying yeah
0: totally Okay. Well, thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next week.
1: So your podcast and is know that life can be tough and we want to end our episode with promoting the hope for wellness talk line, the hope for wellness um, helpline offers immediate help to all indigenous people across Canada. It is available 24 hours a day, seven days a week to offer counseling and crisis intervention. Life can be tough and we've all been there. So call the toll-free helpline at 1-855-242-3310 or connect online to their chat at hopeforwellness.ca. And remember that your podcast entities love you.